We take our Bible this morning, our textbook, and we're looking to John chapter 13 for just a few moments today. Today is communion day. I hope you all came prepared for communion. And uh, three weeks ago, as we ministered on the subject, how to hear from the Lord, we covered that. Two weeks ago, we ministered on the subject of the benefit of hearing from God. And there's great benefits. Every one of us need to want, we should have a hunger every morning. I want to hear from the Lord. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to find it fun to serve the Lord. I want to do some things that really are as fun. I want to do some things that will bless others. And while I'm blessing others, I know that God can't get any more into us until he can get what we've got through us. And the more love and the more expression of God's generosity that we share, the more that God can flow through us. And it's just a joy to serve the Lord. It's a joy. No matter what we go through, and we all go through some tough times. We all go through some time when it just seemed like nothing works. And you know, uh, I was thinking about the devotion. You know, you, sometimes when you go through things, the first thing that happens is sometimes we listen to the wrong voice, and we really get hacked. In fact, we get hacked off. I had put off mowing some lawn up here till the last uh, minute uh, yesterday, and uh, the church has an awesome hustler uh, uh, lawnmower, and boy, you can just you can double mow that lawn, and it looks like the greens at a golf golf course. I mean, I mean, I don't mind doing it, Floyd, because I tell you, I take pride in making it look. You know, you can mow it around and around, and then you you can change the angle, and you can just make it look good. Well, I rushed up here knowing we had had we'd had a wash machine broke for three weeks. I'm telling you, my wife is a happy camper. She, it was so awesome to come home from the rodeo last night soaking wet, but she was happy because her washing machine had been repaired. Hallelujah. And God had blessed me with the knowledge to fix that front loader. The man said that wasn't a problem. I let the Holy Spirit direct me. I don't take any credit for it. We put a new pump on it. I broke a sensor. We waited three weeks for this little sensor, $19 to get here. UPS said it would be here in just a few days. It was a few weeks instead. I don't mind telling you, there's a little hack-off spirit that even comes to the White House at times, especially when you go through the house and you get to where the laundry basket is and you have to do this to get to... I'm telling you, that doesn't set too good with my wife. Well, uh, I rushed up here after the washing machine had been fixed. We had, we had celebrated the 50th wedding anniversary with some great friends of ours, and I, I ran up here knowing I had to give invocation at the, uh, at the rodeo last night, and I rushed up here to do what was, would normally take me about 45 minutes, and the uh, mower broke down. And, of course, there's another mower, but it takes an operator. <laughs> You've got to get behind it and hang on to it. Oh, it's self-propelled, but you've got to run as fast as you want it to run. And my therapist is sitting here, and she's thinking, oh, no, he didn't. That grass was so soft. It was better than working out on, on concrete. It was better than walking a mile on, on, on the trail. For 55 minutes, I pushed that with, it without, except stopping for a couple of drinks. And, and all the time, I was feeling sorry for myself, you know, you know. This, this mower always operates for everybody else, and the preacher gets on it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. plus, you know, Lord, I made my wife happy. We went to celebration, and we're getting ready to go to the rodeo, and I, I just, I didn't swear. Let me just relieve about four of you. I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't even, you know what? When I pushed that lawnmower back to the holding area where we keep it, the Holy Spirit says, uh, 
Uh, did, didn't you hear the doctor tell you uh, this week that uh, walking a mile would help you? And do you realize that you just about put in a mile <laughs> in the last 55 minutes? And you know what? When I got home, I, I just kind of, you know, I, what it was doing, it was putting the fire out, you know. That was, I, you know, the fire was, I mean, it was about to consume me. But, uh, it put the fire out when I got home and got ready to take my third shower for the day. Carrie, I could raise this leg higher than I could ever raise it. I didn't have to get down here to put uh, my trousers on that leg. And, and the Holy Spirit says, uh, that mild therapy probably did you more good <laughs> physically than it did spiritually. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on with a message. John chapter 13. Aren't you glad that God can have fun at our expense sometimes? <laughs> aren't, aren't you glad that <laughs> he doesn't take us serious all the time? I'm, I'm telling you, he, he just wants you to know that, uh, that uh, he's for you and not against you. And when things go sour, when you take that gallon of milk out of the, out of the refrigerator and it's gone sour, you can just say, well, it, it wasn't intended for me to have that bowl of cereal today. It was a signal that we need fresh milk in the house. Well, sometimes we need, fresh, we need a fresh spirit in our life. And God wants to kindle our fresh spirit, especially when things seem to be going the wrong way. Again, uh, today we're ministering on the subject of the voice of love, and uh, I want to direct you to some scriptures the Holy Spirit has given me, uh, and it's found in, in John chapter 13, and I want to begin with verse 31. It's a new commandment. So when he would go, had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him and himself and glorify him immediately. Now, I really want you to pay attention from 30, verse 33 on. Little children, I want everybody to say, that's me. Let's say it again. Jesus says these words. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, and notice verse 34, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Everybody say, love one another. He said, well, love one another as I have loved you, that you also may love one another. Verse 35, by this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Let me ask you this question, and no showing of hands, but how many have heard this? I love that person just enough to make it to heaven. Nobody? Am I the only one? It's, has anybody met that person? And that thought may have entered your mind. I, I, I just, boy, I, I well, uh, as we look at this, this commandment, a new commandment, uh, it's something that challenges us, and it's, it seems so simple, and yet it's very challenging. And uh, as, we, as we look at this, this verse this morning, if you're hearing voices, and we all hear voices, sometimes we hear voices that we like to hear, sometimes we hear voices that we don't hear, but if there's something speaking to you in this manner, I can't stand that person. That's not a voice from God. If you hear a voice uh, speaking to you, you'll never make it. You've failed too many times. That's not the voice of God. If you hear this voice, you're, you're, you're so bad that your best day stinks in the nostrils of humanity. 
That's not the voice of God. I, I want you to, I want to help you this morning. God's voice is always laced with love. God's word. I want you to say this with me. God's voice is always based with love. All right, good. All right, let's do it. God's voice is always laced with love. If you're hearing retaliation, bitterness, unkind thoughts toward others, and things like this, you're definitely hearing an ungodly voice. In fact, if you're hearing things that I've already mentioned, the failure, you're not going to make it, all this, that's an ungodly voice. And we all have to turn off ungodly voices. Even your pastor, even when the even when the lawnmower doesn't go the right direction, even when the washing machine is broken. I mean, you have to turn off ungodly thoughts that try to penetrate you so that they, it can change your attitude. Did you know your thoughts control your attitude? The reason I know that is because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Look at the first thing that God spoke to Jesus that we have recorded in the Bible. After Jesus came out of the water of baptism in Mark 1:11, it records the voice of God, the voice of love. There came a voice from heaven saying, You're my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And I want to say this to this congregation this morning, no matter where you're at, he's saying that to you. If you've repented and asked Jesus Christ into your life, he's saying no matter, he's not looking on the outward appearance. He's looking on your heart. He's calling you his child because he loves you. He died on the cross for your sin. He's made life more abundantly. He wants to fill your life with joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. He wants to wrap his arms around you and love you in the day when you need to be comforted. In the day when you fell on your face and you get up and it doesn't look like you have any future Jesus is there to say be of good cheer I've overcome the world and greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world put your hands together it's worth worshiping the Lord today Hallelujah. Before Jesus ever ministered, before he ever performed a miracle, God spoke to him about his love for him as a son. And God's love is not based on your performance today. And everybody should say amen. Your pastor says, God, I thank you that your love for me is not based on my performance. His love is always completely unconditional. And Jesus calls you a son. Notice he spoke to sheep. He refers to little children. Or you're the sheep of my pasture. And, and God wants you to know, children have teachable spirits. I, I don't know how, how many miles you have on, on you today, but I'll soon have 76,000 miles on this house that I live in. But I'm, I can tell you, though the outward man perish, I tell my spirit this every day. My spirit can be renewed into the power of the Holy Spirit because the Bible says it. You ever seen anybody old before they got there? Moving on. They're not here today, so don't, don't look around. The most, the most important and foundational word, foundational word from God that Jesus received, and it's the most important thing that we can hear from God, I love you and you're mine. Have you ever been on the outside looking in? I can remember, as a, and God has blessed me today. It's, I, every time my wife asks me, can you spell this word for me? She's sending somebody a text. And you know what? I never complain because she asked me to spell because I remember in the third and fourth and fifth grade when we had every Friday afternoon we had spelling bees. And, and the teacher would always pick the best two spelling bees. Listen, if I, there's any school teacher here, please don't, please don't do to your 
to your class what it did to me. I was always the last one to be chosen. Boy, did I know what it is to be recognized. You know, they didn't, they didn't say with their voice uh, the last, the best or the worst spelling people will be the last to be chosen. They didn't say that with their mouth. We just know, knew what they meant. Yeah. yeah. Listen to me. Jesus never treats you that way. It's, and today, God has blessed me. I, I, I love spelling, you know, especially if it's simple words. But, you know, it's an awesome for somebody to say, do you know how to spell white? Yes, I do. I, I can jump on that. It's a joy to be blessed and know that I can spell the color white. God wants you to know you're the best, and he wants to bless you with the rest of life, what life has to offer. And he wants to come into your life every day, and he wants to renew you right up here first so it'll help you right here. And then it'll always help you here. There's no place for lazy people in God's kingdom. He's got a work for us to do. And he said, I'll give you the joy of the Lord. It'll be your strength. And you can mount up with wings as eagles. You can run and not be weary. And you can walk and not faint. And I'm telling you, it'll turn the world crazy when you act like Jesus wants you to act. I tell you what, I'm crying out for revival. Lord, revive me like I was when I was a 16-year-old. Just don't let me drive like I did when I was 16 years old. If we fail to hear the voice of God, we will fail to hear the, if, if we, we will fail. We will fail miserably. There's, there were many other things that God spoke to Jesus, and there will be many other things that he will speak to you, but none as important as I love you. You know why those words are important? Because love covers multitudes of sin. The love that Jesus has to offer is unconditional. Have you ever said this? If you'll do this, I'll do that. If you'll do this, that's conditional. You know, you've, God's, God's love is unconditional. He just says, I love you. You're mine. And I want the opportunity to d demonstrate who I am through you, through what you have to say, th through where you go, and through how you act. When God says, I love you, he means a lot. But I want to highlight three things. I will never leave you, recorded in Hebrews 13:5. We've all had lonely moments. We've all had times when we've swallowed three times and the lump just grew bigger. We've all had times when, when we just felt so alone. And, and, and you know, I, I need to tell you, you can have a host of people around you and still be lonely. But the greatest thing is, Jesus wants you to know you're never alone. And, and you know, I, the other thing I want to tell you, your feelings can lie to you. Because uh, they, lie, they try to lie to me. I don't want to hear a lie. I want to hear the truth. I don't want any fake news, do you? I tell you what, while the world is filled with that, we're, we're on the right road. We're headed the right direction, and God is still control. He, he sits in the heavenlies and laughs today. And it's a joy to be living in these days. Number two, God will never make, he will never break a promise to you. If he promised it, God is num numbers, I think it's 2319. It's been a while since I've studied back in numbers, but numbers 2319 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll perform it. Amen. Why would we be so discouraged when that book is filled with nothing but promises and promises and on top of promises and on top of promises, more promises? And the third thing that he says is, I know this won't mean as much to you as it means to me. 
But he says, I will never remember your sins against you again. <laughs> Let me ask you this morning, how, how many friends do you have that you actually know that they can forgive every, every bad thing that you ever said or done? Jesus. And, and this, is, this is how we pass the test. I'm not too old to remember how I was treated in the classroom. The teacher would, Monday morning, he'd, he would uh, get us started, and Tuesday he would get a little more in-depth in the study, and Wednesday it was uh, uh, a little deeper, and then Thursday was review. Guess what? Every Friday was a T-E-S-T. You would think, knowing Friday was test day, that everybody would have spent a little time and verifying what the teacher had to say. And did you know we graduated with our diplomas and the testing never stopped? <laughs> and it's not just on Friday, it's Sunday through Sunday now. And I don't know about you, but I've made plenty of bad grades. I've never been quite at the place my wife was, but she rode a bus with, with a cousin that was very brilliant. And my wife was a whole lot like me. I worked for everything I got except in I was really good in band and FFA and, and uh, music. And, uh, but when it came to that book work, it, it, it was hard. It was hard. But Sherry would get on the bus on report card day and her, her cousin would say well i got straight a sherry let me see your report card and uh, sherry's report card looked a whole lot like mine uh, my teachers weren't satisfied with making an f in black ink they used a red one so my folks would make sure that they didn't misinterpret it I got the point. I knew what an F looked like, whether it was black or red. <laughs> but let me tell you about my best friend this morning. According to the Bible, he's never, he never flunked a test. The Bible says he spent hours in prayer before he was about to die on the cross. And he even cried out, Lord, if it be possible, Father, if it be possible, let this bitter cup pass from me. Because he knew the suffering that was ahead. The, the, he knew he was get, getting ready to be nailed to a tree so that we could go free. He knew, he knew the Father's plan when he, when he left heaven and came on assignment here on this earth. But after 30 years of preparing for a, approximately three years of ministry, he never, he never flunked a test. In fact, he never missed a question. He made a perfect score Every time testing time comes. After 40 days of fasting, Satan says, if you're really who you are, take this piece of a rock and turn it into a, 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 a loaf of bread. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He said, if you really be who you are, jump off of this cliff. Didn't he, he say he'd give his angels charge over you? And again, Jesus never failed the test. But as you look at this, and this is my test score, I can't tell you how many 
test I failed in life. But here's the kind of friend that Jesus is. He'll never, he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. But to the close of every test, he already knows my grade, and I already know his. I know he, he, he'll, he never fails. He, he's not slack concerning his promises. And here's what he says. If it's all right with you, I'll give you my test grade, and I'll take yours. Listen to me. I want you to listen to me close this morning. He does this every day of our life. So many times we get so used to the name of Jesus. So many times we get wrapped up in just coming to church, we fail to realize he wants, he wants us to hold the passing grade. He wants, us to, he wants us to know that he's going to give us strength. His grace is sufficient. It's made perfect in our weakest hour when we don't know what to say or what to do. His grace is sufficient. And if you're here this morning and you're lost and you don't know which direction to go or which way to turn, I need to tell you, turn to Jesus. He'll always take your failing grade and he'll always give you a passing grade because he loves you. And the voice of the Holy Spirit will tell you this every day. If you listen to me, I love you. And as we bring our message to the close this morning, upon the holy foundation of the voice of God, we can accurately hear his voice even though many people have distorted that voice. I strongly encourage you today to begin to meditate on God's Word, to begin to start beginning your day. If you don't always begin your day this way, Lord, I want to hear from you today. I want to hear what you've got to say. I want to, I want to be where you want me to be. I want to be there for somebody that might be in worse condition than I am. I want to be there so that I can reach out and lend a helping hand, or I can love somebody that's going through a difficult time, or I can just speak words of encouragement. I want to hear from you, Lord, and then I want to, the strength to do what you've called me to do. And as we meditate upon God's Word, and when we embrace God's Word, and then we allow God's Word to begin to minister to our spirit, and the voice of God begins to do a transformation in our lives. And he wants to do that every day of our life. And here's what he wants me to tell you this morning. Love has a strong assignment. Love has a very strong assignment. How do we love those who are so-called enemies? When he says, love your enemies and do good to those that despitefully use you. Love has a strong assignment. But the Bible tells us how to handle assignment so that we can have a passing grade. Number one, it says pray for those that despitefully use you. And you know what? I found this, and because I've had people, I have people today that, I used to have a lot of fun. I told the former school superintendent, I never had an enemy in the, in the community until you talked me into running for school board. Now I don't have any friends. <laughs> it was a laughing matter. We both enjoyed laughing. But I want to ask you this morning, and I'm speaking to everyone in this building, because we all have somebody that's a little tough to handle at times, and I'm not talking about your spouse. Start praying for that challenge that God has allowed to come your way. Start including them in your prayer time. Number two, pray for yourself. 
the attitude change in you sometimes can change the attitude in that one that you have labeled enemy. And sometimes, sometimes that person may have came across differently than what they intended to. I've did that many times, and I, but there's no way to retract what we say. Have you ever noticed that? There's just no way of taking back words, is there? And when we've prayed for that person that's labeled enemy, when we've asked God to help the person we see in the mirror every day, we can always turn to, through the pages of God's Word. And I want, you to, I want you to get this because this is, this is the helping, helping hand of my life, and I want you to know where it's found. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, you may be able to quote this, and I hope that you can, because it is a present help in time of need. And it says the, these words, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may find mercy and grace to help us in the time of need. And if you're struggling with somebody this morning, don't handle that with your own ability. Have you ever went from bad to worse? Just me and Ernie? I tell you, I've made things ten times worse just by thinking I could handle it. I, I mishandled it. But I can tell you something. The secret of success is not found in the ability of man but it's wrapped up in the pages of God's Word. And here's what I want to say about my best friend today. And I want, to, I want to be on the rooftop shouting this when he calls me home. God will make us look better to others than we really are. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm living proof. God will make you look better to others than you really are. How many friends besides Jesus can do that for us today? How, how many will take the time just to, just to do that? Well, that's the reason I call Jesus my best friend. And if you're here and he's not a part of your life, that doesn't make you a bad person. God just brought you here on purpose so he, he could let me speak the voice of love into you this morning. And he wants you to leave here a changed life. He wants to leave you to leave here knowing that there's hope. There's Christ, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. He wants to make you look better than you really are. So with these words, I want you to stand this morning. And before we come for communion, our communion here is, is an open communion. You don't have to be a member of this church if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. In fact, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I'm going to lead in a simple prayer. And after we've led in prayer, if you prayed this prayer from your heart, maybe you came this morning with sin in your life, maybe you didn't even consider yourself a Christian. But if you'll pray this prayer with the congregation with myself this morning, it's going to change your life. You're going to come, become a part of a family that my best friend is the father of, and he's going to strengthen you, and he's going to give you courage, and he's going to give you wisdom as you continue the journey of life. Would you repeat this prayer with me this morning? Father God, I'm so grateful that you allowed me the privilege of being in your house today. I'm thankful that I know 
that I'm loved unconditionally. Your love is not based on my performance. It's based on your decision. And you decided to die on the cross for my sins. Without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission for sin. Father God, forgive me of my sins today. Clean me up on the inside. Holy Spirit, move into my life today so that I can live a life filled with joy, filled with encouragement, filled with strength so that I can be a help to the kingdom of God. Lord, I've confessed my sins to you, and I believe in my heart that you, you rose from the dead. My mouth has confessed. My heart has received. I therefore, I therefore, I therefore receive the plan of salvation for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are still bowed. Let me ask this question. Are you here this morning and you prayed that prayer? You came to this building not feeling like, not knowing you were a Christian, but today you'll leave here knowing Jesus is Lord of your life, and you're going to allow him to direct your life. Are you here this morning? By an uplifted hand, you'd say, that was me. Well, let me say this to all the congregation. I want you to look my way. That's a good prayer to pray every day. Lord, I want clean hands and a pure heart. Create. I want to be a believer so I can be a receiver. And God will grant you the desires of your heart.